Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't know if it's the chill in the air, what it is, but Rugby League is about a week back. We've got how many more sleeps? I don't know, five sleeps, whatever it is. Uh, Rugby League, finally back. Isolation done. Social distancing. Screw it. Who cares? Rugby League is back. Super coach is back. How good is it? JT here. I'm joined by a Knights fanatic, Kalen Ponga lover, whatever you want to call him. Here to preview the last of our isolation uh, sides for the season. Uh, Lakey, Semi, Dan, whatever you want to be called, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I am absolutely champion at the bit for Tuesday more than anything. Teams get announced. Can't wait. Well, that's an interesting one. Like team, It's teamless Tuesday, but probably not like we've never seen it before. Aren't they trialling a whole heap of different things with 18-man sides and concussion subs and like, who knows? The Warriors, do they even have 21 people to name a side? Well, they, they could get a top-up over the next coming days. They've been approved to get those lone players coming in. So who knows? I'd be happy to throw them a couple of guys just to get them in the comp. Now, what they've done for the comp to get it back and up, up and running is uh, you, know, you can't understate it. But, um, yeah, here we are. We're, who would have thought we would be from where we were in round two when the Monday it got all called off and uh, who knew what rugby league had ahead of it. But they've come out, they've said May 28th, this is where we're going to uh, plant our flag. And here we are. We're what, five days away from season resumption and barring – an act of God, an act of uh, culture catch-up that was unplanned, they put on social media, uh, you know, flu jab that no one wants to take. I think we're going to get there. Yeah, let's not jinx it, eh? I'll knock on wood. <laughs> the referees are still negotiating. <laughs> That's the big worry, I think, at this stage. But Hey, man, we can um, see yeah, Hollywood a- running back around again. Hollywood Harrigan. Well, that's it. Yeah, he's called a scab, I think, by old uh, hanky head Peter Fitzsimon. So, winning himself, no fans, but yeah, who knows? Who, whatever it takes, uh, Peter Volandis will see us on the field come Thursday night. Broncos getting touched up again by the Eels. Uh, rugby league is back. Mil. Let's get it. <laughs> and we can say this because uh, our good friend and uh, Super Coach Talk uh, contributor, site. Founder. Uh, whatever you want to call him. Founder, yeah. He's uh, MIA. I think you've got a bit more on that than I do. Absolute muppet, mate. He's been giving it to me for two weeks, teeing me up. I think he's had this all lined up, ready to just absolutely lay it into me. And then he gets on the whiskeys or the scotches all night and he's he's pulled up stumps, weak effort. 
Absolutely. <laughs> you made your NFL draft yeah. or something? Yeah, so we had an NFL draft at lunchtime. He uh, tuned in for that, set up the Zoom meeting so we could all get on and talk trash, and he was even laying it into me then. I hope you're ready to sing tonight, Lakey. And then, what, 5 o'clock? I'm out, boys. I can't make it. Soft. <laughs> Soft as butter. Uh, he's definitely the weakest of all the Supercoach Talk contributors in this day and age. The age is far much. He's gotten to him. But uh, nonetheless, you and I are here. Uh, you and I will be back on Tuesday as well. Come Teamless Tuesday. It's going to be yeah, a massive I'm getting one. sore shoulders for carrying him this whole off-season. And start of the year. So. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, when you are uh, weak and you need to... Uh, go a long way to restoring any credibility you had. Imagine that, being too hungover to get on this pod. Mm. You only get on this pod if you're under the influence of alcohol or have been in the last 24 hours, right? Exactly right. Him being that hungover would fit nicely into our professionalism on this. (laughs) Well, speaking of professionalism, uh, the last few pods that we've done, we've done a little segment called The Hospital Pass. So, as we've talked to a few mega fans of some of the sides that we've been previewing, in your case, the Newcastle Knights, uh, we thought we'd open the floor to you and let you uh, introduce yourself. Now, obviously, you're quite well known on this podcast, having been on there quite a few times before, massive Knights fan. Um, but this one's just going to dive a little bit deeper into, I guess, the man that is semi-sonic, that is lakey, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, so I've got five questions here, mate. Do you reckon you're ready? Yeah, uh, I guess so. I've been waiting for it. I've been waiting for it. Like You guys have implemented this new segment and, you know, as you said, I've been on this pod 30, 40 times, but all of a sudden this week I'm the guest, so I get to answer the questions. Mm. That's it. The hospital passed because there's some absolute doozies. Yeah, bring it. Uh, I did send these to uh, – I did send these to Wenin for a bit of um, – cross-checking before we went to air but obviously the guy is still asleep so that's all good we'll fire ahead so question number one can you even remember 2001 yeah i was still in high school i was uh grade 10 um but let's say it's it's distant i have it on dvd so i can relive it whenever i want not VHS? No, no, no. They got um, It got uh, formatted and converted over to the new system. Shocking. And you grew up in the mean streets of Ipswich or thereabouts? Or no, was no, it Logan? no, no. <laughs> I was, I was in Brisbane. <laughs> I was in Brisbane at that stage. I did go to school in Ipswich. So that, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm bread tough. Had to be. Um, but, yeah, now living in Logan and surviving as best as we can. There you go. Uh, one of our favourites here, the honeymoon suite, question number two. One night in the honeymoon suite, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, versus the Saifiti twins. The twins. It's double trouble. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go the twins. Yeah, it's rough stuff. It is rough. It is rough. But um, I don't know, for all those NFL followers out there, there's been recent news of brothers in the uh, tag team arena so uh i think the safidi could be our own controversy no idea what that's all about but yeah no no, absolutely no love for the queen i think on any of this any of these questions that we've had so far Uh, to all of our guests god lover god saver and all that jazz but too frail if you want to get in there into the honeymoon suite and and make the most of it you're going to have to be get in there and throw your weight around so to speak it's a romantic uh, weekend away. I don't know what any of that business is all about, but uh, nonetheless, number three, uh, 
what needs more of a snip, your ability to produce more children or the dead wood, Lel, uh, at the nights? No, absolutely number one there. I've got to go in. It's, it's, <laughs> they've cancelled all elective surgeries at the moment, so I can't get in there and, and take the case. It's a, a funny story. When I, um, for those that don't know, my first children were twins twin boys um and i was at the hospital i only wanted the two kids to start with and um i think yeah only a couple hours after the boys were born and i asked the question what do i got to do and um the nurses (laughs) (laughs) the nurse there said you're not even 30 you're two hours post your first kids being born just give it some time so she wouldn't let me have have the entertain the thought then but yeah. <laughs> That's right. So definitely not the dead wood at the night. No, so mate. Also- so we, we've absolutely carried some dead wood and that's been cleared out for the most part. We're on the way up, so I'm taking option A. Yeah, good. Uh, number four, is quitting our Saturday punting comp the best financial decision you've ever made? No, it it's not... Uh, I'll clarify. I haven't quit, but um, now that rest- now that restrictions have eased off, I don't get the chance to sit and watch the racing as much as I'd like to. Um, even if I was just flushing the fifty bucks a week down the toilet, but <laughs> yeah, no, out entertaining children and on adventures. So family life, mate. It's more. It's more costly. That was if a good anything couple else. of weeks, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good couple of weeks. I mean, we had the 10 races. We'd pick a track. You, Wenon, Sparky, Shocky, a few of us would pick a track, try and find a winner. None of us could. None of us, absolutely. <laughs> One of us would pick a miracle. We'd pick some miracle, you know, dead to nothing horse in the last and come up trumps. But I do not recall you ever getting a win. I had a win. I had Is a couple right? of wins. Um, I came second, I think, in one of the weeks. But, yeah, other than that, I ran com- yeah, completely dry most of the time. Uh, yeah. Oh, mate. You got uh, first try scorers and head-to-heads for the NRL coming back this week, so something not equine-related. Uh, final question, and it's one that I uh, feel uh, that I hope you put the right answer to. Uh, who is the most overrated player in the game, and why is it Kalen Pong? Oh, Jesus Christ. You're pushing it, man. You are absolutely pushing it. It's Michael Morgan. Um, that dude is absolutely living off 2015. Uh, sorry, I think you've just, just broken up. The question. His name is <laughs> his name is Kalen Ponga, and he never should have gone down south. I don't know what you people have done to my boy. What are we doing, man? We're usually on the same side throwing barbs at Brisbane. Let's call it truce. We've got no Broncos. I know. No Broncos tonight. So the most overrated player in the game, that would be Anthony Milford. Hey, Fish. That's a fair call. He's put up today. He's getting out in front in front of the barbs. He's uh, put his Anthony Milford vice captaincy on display there you for go. all to see. Good for sure. him. What's he doing? At, at what? One point whatever million, Milford better start doing something. Man, honestly, I think the 50000 that uh, Catfish won in, uh, was it 2016, 2017? Yes. I don't think you could, uh, <laughs> I don't think any club's scrounging that up to pay for Milford these Speaking days. Speaking of living off past successes jesus that guy's made a career of it <laughs> you're talking about catfish and milford not michael Moore. Oh, absolutely sorry absolutely yeah 
Thank you very much. Uh, I guess it's probably a good time. You did very well with the uh, hospital pass. I think you carried it over the line. A big Jacob Saifidi run, uh, bumping off a few defenders and might have dropped the ball just short. But uh, no, we'll move on. Good, bad and the ugly for your beloved Newcastle Knights. So when and usually that's that play out about yeah, seven. Yeah, and I usually so skip gonna... forward, so good on you. <laughs> I'm going to cut that one nice and short. Uh, the good, bad, and the ugly for the Knights so far, the two rounds that they've played. Uh, so had a uh, very scrappy, I guess you would call it, win over the Warriors and then a absolute blowout against the Tigers at uh, sunny Leichhardt Oval. So a um, couple of interesting games to start their year, and I've got – Top of their list, and your boy who we've just spoken about, uh, pains me to put him on here, but Caelan Ponga, he's started a year in the goods, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Underrated talent, this kid. Um, possibly, at, as it stands, he's the best fullback in the Supercoach competition. Um, absolute gun. But... What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hey, as it stands, have a look at the stats. And I'm just pulling that out top of head. It could be completely wrong. But is he not averaging the highest in the fullback position at the moment? I think he fell over the line for a couple of tries over the first couple of rounds. Fell Probably over the Tedesco line. Struggled. Fell over the line as my captain in round one. And I was loving every minute of it. Love you, kid. Oh, we were there for that. Love you, kid. At the Newey. Good on <laughs> the new E indeed, yeah, before the whole uh, Curtis Ronavirus took effect. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It was an interesting one because he never looked like – I know how big he can go. I know how explosive he can be. But, I don't know, he, he was more – he fell over the line with a couple of – like I think Pierce put through a good grubber for him. Uh, he found his way over against the hapless – Leilua defenders. Yeah, um, yeah. The- against the Tigers. Massive blowout there with his goal kicks. But um, generally, I'm assuming you're an owner. Absolutely. Yeah, as I said, captained him in round one. Ended up being a complete um, washout in that game. So I was glad he got over the line um, and mm. bumped his, his captaincy. I, I think it's the first, best round one captaincy I've had for many years. An 80-point 80, 80 game, I think it was. Um, but, yeah, he's just... Dangerous. As look back at Magic Round, we reference it all the time. He was absolutely floating through that game against the Dogs, and then stepped the entire team to run thirty meters. And I don't think we've cheered any louder. Yeah, I've definitely never cheered any louder for a side that's not the Cowboys, and particularly for a guy that deserted us. But um, one week suspension—that's obviously uh, that's the ugly big. Yeah, well, that's the ugly part for him. Yeah. But, it's obvious. It's you know. It's one week. Uh, is it really worth selling him for that week? I'm not. I'm holding. Um, and I guess simply because I've got that many other issues in my team. I've got the Fafitas, the Clearies. I've got Wanga Blake that I've got to get rid of. Um, a couple other, you know, as you said before, Deadwood players. So Pong is not the top of my list, and he's only missing the one week. And it's against Penrith, who's a nice strong side. Then he comes back against another strong side in Canberra. So I'm um, looking for. I'm going to hold the guns as much as I can. Isn't he playing a certain uh, North Queensland team at some point as well? Yeah, exactly. So we've got a couple of easy games there. <laughs> oh, good. But I mean, I, I get that because I'm holding Nathan Cleary. Similarly, I've got some. 
uh, other issues or other fires, I guess, in the side to put out at this stage. Is one of them more going? We're talking about. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> but you were talking about. Um, in terms of your side and eating some uh, issues cleaned up, but I thought you were going rather well over the first couple of rounds, weren't you? you Doing okay. Talk, I'm please. sitting at just inside the top 5K at, a, you know, 1,100 average over the first two weeks. Helps Captain Ponga and then Cleary um, again. So I'm sitting at a, what, 90 average for my captains over the first two weeks, which is handy. Right, uh, otherwise, I'm doing okay. Not great. Yeah, that'll keep up. Yeah, exactly. Don't right. worry about that. <laughs> if there's anything Before I've, we move on. Said, if there's anything I've shown in my super coach career, it's consistency. Well, you are Mr. Capitano on the site, so I would expect you to be nailing these things yeah. every single week. So do as I say, not as I do, guys. <laughs> well, if you put enough options up there, every every article, there's one bound to uh, strike gold. So exactly. Uh, anything else on your boy before we move on? No. No, nothing needs to be so said. Stick Everyone loves him. Let's get on with it. Everyone, hey. Yep. Uh, Mitchell Pierce, so an enigma in terms of super coach. So go through these peaks and troughs that just seem to last months and months. Depends when you get on the get on the train, effectively. But to start the year, seventy seven average currently at his price which is a very handy 459K, he's got an, a negative 11 break even. So in terms of if you've got a guy like uh, Nathan Cleary, as I do, sitting there, um, he's going to miss the next couple of rounds. Is Mitchell Pierce a guy that you uh, look to? Is he a guy that you put in for the cash rise or even for the season long? No, I don't think so. He's not someone I've looked at. As you said, 77 average. But he scored 106 against the Tigers because he carved them. Uh, the whole team carved them. But that's what 48 in the in the first game. Again, another a washout. But he's really inconsistent. He can have these huge games and go on these purple patches, but then just drops away considerably. So I, I he's not someone I've looked at. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, 48 in a wet game where not much was going on. It's nothing to sneeze at, I guess. But what we saw from him last year is that he, I think, had like a two or three month run. Um, in every article that I did post Monday, I would be putting him in the like shockers list or whatever, just, but he kept it up. Yeah. Like he went on this run and then fell away, obviously, as he's done in the past. Um, but this season with a, a spine, I guess it's not relatively settled now that Jaden Braley's out injured, but you've got Ponger at the back, Pierce in the halves. That's the way it's going to stay. And you've got a Kurt man um, yeah, chipping in there. Now that he's got that sort of settled spine, is he a long-term option based on that? Doesn't really. like. I guess the settled spine, as you mentioned, we got Jaden Braley in to play our hooking role and then he did his ACL um, in round two. Still played 80 minutes. They didn't pick up the ACL until the end of the game or he didn't let them know. But um, signed some Muppet from up north to come in and help fill that out. So there's some new combinations there. Um, Pong Mm. is out this week. So young Tex Hoy will be debuting and kicking, I think. Um, So, yeah, it's a little bit unsure of the short term. I guess if everything clicks in the next couple of weeks, then, yeah, he could be someone that you look at at the back half of the year. Um, but I just I think there are better options. 
he's not going to be one of those. He's halfback only, um, and he's not going to be yeah. someone you're choosing over a Cleary or an SJ or someone of those ilk. So um, yeah. if you're not going to grab him for the price rise now, you're not going to end up with him. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a pretty important thing, right? We've got the five trades now and basically two every round until uh, the finals. So if you're looking at a guy like Cleary on your side and you don't have other fires to put out, maybe you do grab Pierce just for the cash grab and then trade him immediately out. Um, but, yeah, as you said, definitely not a guy you'd want to sit on long term based on his pedigree here. Um, a guy that has shot up in terms of super coach relevance probably since last season. I know you're a big fan of him here. Started the year off with a bang, 71 average from less than 50 minutes per game. David Clemmer, so obviously premium price range in terms of front rowers. Just 10% owned, uh, basically all base his first couple of rounds, and that's a huge average to speak of for the minutes he's put in. Is he a guy that everyone should just be getting into their side right now? Yeah, if if you started the year with Haas and Clemmer, you are laughing. They are out and out, the two best front rowers in the competition at the moment. Clemmer's knocked out uh, 69, Lel, in the rain in round one and then followed up with a 72 all in base against the Tigers. Um, just an absolute stud in our pack. He's really upped his game since he's come up um, to the Hunter. And loves an offload. Too. Loves Watching it. his game, I think it... I think against the Warriors, and he was, I guess, a little quiet. He didn't have, I think he, he hasn't breached 50 minutes in either of his games. But when he runs the ball, he just looks like an attacking option. He's not just the meat and potatoes, Aiden Tolman type that, that just takes the hit-ups and that. He's always looking for something, which makes him a huge play. But I guess he doesn't needed to play big minutes in those games. We've won, what is it, 20 to 6 or 26 to 6 in round one and then 1 to nil in round two. So... He's had the opportunity to rest out big periods of the game. Um, but I'm just trying to, as we talk, look up last year's stats. He wouldn't have played huge minutes last year either, but he can push up around 60. So even if he does do that, he can, he could. Um, so last year, yeah. So he averaged 61 minutes last year. So another 10 minutes per game. Who knows what he can, he's capable of. And no origin this year, which obviously makes a big difference to that sort of guy. Normally, he would miss at least two games mid-season and be a bit uh, fatigued, I guess, coming out of that. But this year, it's uh, basically full steam ahead. Yeah, that's right. He guy, so. played up to round 11 last year, um, came back in round 15, missed 16 and played 17 onwards, um, but played 17 off the bench. So over that time... Uh, his three lowest scores for the year were over that origin period. So he doesn't have to worry about that. He's pushing a 65 to 70 average this year, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to get him in. The only thing is I've got Payne Haas, who's obviously a keeper in that position there. Uh, then also Corey Horsborough, who I've got as my second starter. And then Zane Musgrove, Toby Rudolph is cheapy options there. So I kind of want to ride out the potential price rises for the two cheapies there as well as Horsburgh before going up to a guy like Clemmer. Yeah. And based on his current break even, I think it's 60-odd or something like that. He's not going to get too out of reach, but uh, for what he's churned out the last couple of weeks or the last couple of rounds, there's really no – I mean, I can't see not a lot of sides not finishing the season with him. No, he's going to be a guy that everybody wants at some stage, unless like uh, Marty Tapao comes out and – 
keeps beasting um, or someone like Tawal continues his run. But, yeah, as it looks at the moment, Haas and Clemmer are the two must-have front rowers at some stage. But 6.20 is a lot to pay uh, mm. for your second front rower, essentially. Yep. No, I see him definitely as a trade-up option down the track there. But uh, at least unlike Tapao, he's uh, taken his flu shot from what I can hear. So uh, Tapao jumped on as well. He said he wasn't around, but for the good of the game, he's gone ahead with it. Fantastic. What an absolute hero. Uh, one guy I've got in my good here moving on from Dave Clemmer, and I know you've talked a little bit um, with a bit of trepidation, I guess, about him over the last... Yeah, uh, hasn't he shut me up a bit, eh? <laughs> well, I don't know, because Kurt Mann is the man we're speaking of here. 54 average, negative seven break even, available at fullback and centre wing. Started the year pretty strongly, but again has played the Warriors and the Tigers, who didn't show up for either game. Is he a guy, assuming he's going to play at 5'8", for foreseeable future is he a guy that you now want to bring in are you going to bite your tongue and just bring him in no i still don't think i'm going to bring him in he's out of that awkward range 290k and either i think i'm going to in in the center wings you're not going to have him at fullback far too good options there to even consider a Kurt man at fullback so you'll be picking him in the center wing if you've got him good on you negative 20 break even roughly um so he's going to earn some good cash over the next couple of weeks but um, if I'm upgrading or downgrading the center wing, I want someone cheaper or a gun. And say, Kurt, man, still, I'm still not going to go near him. Um, and he, as I said, he plays Penrith and then Canberra over the next two weeks. I don't think those 50-odd scores are going to continue. I think in terms of, um, I remember back when we were doing a preseason pod, I think one of your and one of my points as well was that Kurt Mann is so versatile that that can sometimes hinder him from a super coach perspective. He just gets, he can fill in any position in the back line basically. But based on what I'm seeing here, a guy like Mason Lino, he's definitely won the spot over him. So is the worry still going forward that a guy like Kurt Mann might not see week-to-week 5-8th role? Yeah, I guess... Like they've still got Phoenix Crossland coming back from that plantar fasciitis injury, or what was that? Um, the groin injury. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, eh? yeah. Saw saw Nads, so he um, <laughs> he's making and and he's one of those guys who started the year on the injury list, and this break has been fantastic for because it's accelerated, I suppose, in NRL terms, his recovery period. Um, so he could come back at any stage and, and take over that 5'8 role. He seems to be Newcastle's 5'8 uh, of the future or that's what their plans are. So who knows how long Kurt Mann lasts and if he goes back to that 14 role or something like that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Okay. So in a handy enough, I reckon he's going to have almost double his owners, if uh, maybe slightly less, coming into the round three. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you were to bring a guy like Kurt Mann in, could you really dissuade them not to? No. No, not with a negative. Anyone with a negative break even is money, obviously. Um, so even if you bring him in, you ride out those good scores for a couple of weeks, get another 100K out of him and then flip him on to somebody else. Like let's say Brabham Best comes back at the same time. In two weeks' time, he's going to be on the cusp with his first price rise, hopefully, and then you could flick uh, Kurt Mann plus 100K onto Bradman Best. That's a good segue because he was the next and final one, I guess, I have on my list here for the goods for the Knights. Uh, but Bradman Best looks for all money to be starting in round three, 240K. Uh, tough ask, but as you said, do you wait the price rise uh, weeks or do you get him now? No, I think so. Like At any other year, we'd be waiting on these sorts of new players for two weeks to see how they go and what their price rises are. And if they fail, we're not going to grab them and waste the trade. Um, so I say wait, but I saw a thing with Adam O'Brien who said he's not sure on what the center wings are going to look like coming out into round three at yet. Um, Tuala and Shibasaki haven't really done anything wrong in his eyes um, to warrant <laughs> dropping. Um, so, and Edric Lee's pretty much locked up his wing position. And on the other side, Heimel Hunt's had a couple of decent games too. So he's he's up in the air about what the starting, you know, center wings are going to look like. And so I'm not sure Best just walks in to a spot. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's obviously the worry there for super coaches. You're getting a guy that we have no idea week to week um, what the Knights are going to do there and where he's going to fit in, especially at the price tag, 70K or so above bargain basement. Yeah, I mean, it's not a Broncos um, rotational situation. Yeah. That, what are they doing uh, there? Any way they can screw your life over, they will. <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking today at the amount of Broncos I've got in my side and I was disgusted it's with horrible, myself. isn't it? I ended up booting for feeder because he's injured and I ended up getting someone mm. else. It's this this year sucks. Twenty twenty can go bite it. <laughs> it's got Payne Haas, Patty Carrigan, Flegler, Tully Boy, North Queenslander, and Katoni Stags. So I've like bitten a the bullet there. The break evens were too low. I've got you there. I've got Jesse cases. Arthurs and Milford. So I've got five and it's, I've, I'm ready to Sorry. Suspend team, yeah. What was the second name there? Uh, I know. Mill Ford. I know. Overrated, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. I'm ready to pack it up. Catfish that he could like. Oh, I think I got sucked into Milford the propaganda. That he could take your side. Yeah, I think I got sucked into the fish <laughs> propaganda machine. Spat out the other end and I was like, what the fuck is in my 5'8 position? Oh, mate. In terms of 5'8", you've got to go like Scott Drinkwater. Do you have him in there? No. At least anyone but MILF. Surely the price rise and they're playing for the noble 
uh, honourable Cowboys over the Friday night or the Thursday night Broncos. Jesus, haven't they been looked after? There's no crowds and they're still getting all Thursday and Friday night games. <laughs> Rubbish. Oh, no one else wants to watch a game that's not involving them, apparently. apparently. We're in Queensland. We only want to watch them. So I think To be fair, I'll be tuning happened. in every week to watch them get their asses handed to them. So that's fair. <laughs> oh, I would love a, love a good show on against the Eels this uh, coming Thursday, but no, all good. Uh, anyone else in your goods for the list? We briefly touched on Brad and Best there coming in as a cheapie, but anyone else on your radar? I'll, I'll leave the name I think you're thinking of. I'll leave that to our discussion later. Um, I haven't minded Dan Safidi's game. He's had a couple of good ones. He got over the line in round one and really pumped up his score, but another solid you know, 50-odd in round two. Um, he's just getting through the work. Nothing special, but um, he's only 380K. So if you started with him as like a front row, second front rower to, you know, cheapy-ish, you'd be happy. Um, so did he, is his minutes, because obviously David Clemens seemed a lot lower than we'd normally expect or 10 minutes or so. Is that because Dan Saifidi is benefiting from that? Is he likely to regress as, as uh, Clemmer goes forward? I don't think so. I mean, Dan Saifidi played 35 minutes in round one. Um, and then just looking again, he played 40 minutes in round two. So he's not ch- churning through the minutes at all, but he's just getting through the work when he does. A 107 PPM and so How the, the hell 2. did he 2. score so highly? He's like the, he's like the third... No, fourth most highest averaging 62. Yeah, well, a, feeding, a 77 right? in round one thanks to a try and line break. So that'll do it to you. Well, there you go. Yep. That will certainly do it to you. So, uh, Dan Safidi, no go? No, I wouldn't be, but I've been impressed as a fan. Hmm. Uh, anyone else on your good list? I oh, mean, throw a dart, you hit somebody who's been on the good list for the night. Yeah, righto, champion. Uh, now's the fun one. And this was actually a tough one to put together. I've done my own little list. I'm sure you'll have your own uh, in rebuttal. But uh, in terms of the bad, and I've just deleted it off my phone. That's, <laughs> Connor that's probably apt to, yeah. You don't need it. Literally, just got swiped out. <laughs> uh, Connor Watson's future in terms of a super coach option now that Andy McCulloch has come from the Broncos is that that's basically wiped him out, right? Yes and no. I think people were really excited because he was going to be taking over the rake position from Braley, but um, from all reports, Chris Randall was going to be making his debut off the bench as the hooker. Yeah, young kid. Um, apparently a talent i haven't had seen much of him but um i think like you look at watson's minutes he's averaging about 50 minutes a game um and i think that's where he would have been sitting still randall would have been Mm. giving him a spell here and there um and now i think he'll be in that same role playing about 50 minutes off the bench either resting mccullough or coming on in the um in the forward somewhere but again, not going to play the Tigers every game and score seventy-seven anyway. So, I think the hype on him was a little overstated. Um, but yeah, I mean, he had a very good last season when he did play hooker in terms of being able to churn through the work and turned into a tackle bot, if anything, uh, when he was given that chance, which a lot of us didn't see coming. So, 
I mean, I could understand people seeing the 80-minute hooker option and uh, all of a sudden he's going to turn out 65-plus every week and um, be that base stat beast. But now that he's, I guess, moved back to that 50-if-that uh, option, is he worth looking at at all? What if he, what if he say, did you know, 45, 50 minutes in the hooking role and then shifted to lock or second row or something. If he was playing 80 minutes, you'd, you, yeah, you could jump on at 5-8 or hooker is available. So if he was playing 80 minutes, there are far worse options at 500K. Um, mm. I don't think he's going to be running that out. I don't think that's what O'Brien has in his plans. Yep. No, fair enough. I think a lot of reverse trade buttons were smashed when they saw uh, McCullough going there. Um, but just quite, what what do you reckon about McCullough's signing? Um, I know we talk a lot of crap about the Broncos and this, a guy like Boyd and McCullough and all those like, there has been elder statesmen. Yeah. Mm, the has-beens, yes. Well, they never were in this case. But, yeah, what do you reckon? Well, it's going back to the days of the Bennett retirement home down in Newcastle bringing all those boys in. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm in two minds about it. Like I, Braley was so good for us in those first couple of games, just did his role and tackled his ass off. And I guess that's what McCulloch does these days, just, you know, a, a smart hooker. He was a, on the cusp of origin at stages. You know, if Cam Smith didn't exist, then McCulloch probably gets a few runs. Um Years ago, obviously. But, yeah, I don't know. I think he, if he comes in and does his job and leaves all that Brisbane crap at the door, then more power to him. How <laughs> uh, good. Uh, next one on my bad list here, unfortunately another injury-related one, but uh, Mitch Barnett. So he's got a neck injury that uh, by all reports that I've just looked up is seeing him out until at least July. So it looks like he's on the comeback trail from there. But his round one game where he got quite big minutes was a little underwhelming. He was an option a few people talked about, but if he comes back from this uh, neck injury with full health, is he an option you'd see down the track? Yeah, absolutely. You just look at like round one, as you said, quiet, but we've alluded to already that was complete. Um, that was monsoonal conditions so none of the forwards scored well outside of Clemmer and Sophie who scored um I think Barnett was the next top scorer at 48 points um but then yeah he got hurt in game two but scored 37 in just 31 minutes the guy has turned back the clock and has become an absolute um ppm beast Fortunately, the 37 means the price should drop on his return and he'll be one I'm looking at in the in the second row once he bottoms out a bit. Is he likely to keep up those minutes throughout the season? Though? Not sure. I'm not sure what the rotation is going to look like. Sione's coming back now um, and he'll take over that right side second row spot. Um, I think Herman will drop to the bench and um, Barnett will go back to lock. Um, I think he'll be looking at 60-65, and if he can go 1 ppm there, that's still a really solid average. So, the guy you mentioned there, Herman SASA, is he like he starts at a very tantalizing price. I think he's floating around the 400k mark from memory. Um, 
but again, just can't find the minutes or can't find the consistency with his game to become a genuine option. But is his super coach relevance out for this year based on where the current Knights packs it? Yeah, it seems to be. Started in, in the lock in round one and played 25 minutes. What the, what was that about? Um, but I think it's a little bit of O'Brien saying to him, we want you here so you're going to get a starting gig. So play 25 minutes, then 35 minutes. And if you've got Sione coming back and Barnett there and Guerra and, you know, all of these guys, I can't see a huge role for Herman. I actually forgot Guerra still played this game until you mentioned it. I legitimately, <laughs> I saw him in a preseason article and I was like, oh, that's right, that that guy exists. So, yeah, I can't blame hey. him. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, you've seen my ugly take uh, to finish off with, but is there anyone else you'd fit into the either bad or the uglies? Just those sorts of guys, like those those Guerras, the the SASAs, I guess. No, no one, as I said to you pre-pod, we've played the Warriors and the Tigers and we've towered them both up. So no one's really been bad in either game. Um, and say that I think getting on to the ugly, <laughs> apart from what you've got down here, but the ugly is going to come when we start versing some teams with some actual metal. The ugly is going to come for the Knights, unfortunately. I think it's Cowboys round five, mate, but yeah. uh, we'll see when we get there. Uh, so my ugly, and yeah, I mean, it's not super coach related, it's just uh, isn't it? I though? guess perception in it makes me <laughs> not want to pick him. <laughs> Uh, Kalen Ponga's obsession with TikTok. Mm. What is going on there? I'm, I'm going to have to let you lead this conversation because I can't get around TikTok. I've got no interest and no idea. So uh, this is, yeah, I'll leave it. I I don't have much else other than that. But, I mean, I've seen people like is it David Warner and his wife Candace putting up stuff there and just cringiest. My, my missus rolls through it. She thinks it's fantastic. So she rolls through and watches all these videos and legitimately the same four songs just on repeat on every video. People thinking they're so original, putting up the same <laughs> bullshit every time. <laughs> Deep and meaningful, though, mate. I'm sure we're just far too old to uh, to understand that. But um, oh man, yeah. I miss the days when you could go out and act like a dickhead, and there'd be no camera phones around. Now people are voluntarily acting like dickheads on these social media sites. Each to their own, I guess. <laughs> I'm just voluntarily acting like a dickhead on all nights. No, no cameras needed. Uh, but no, that, that does me for the bad and the ugly for the Knights, mate. Are you sure? As a beloved fan, you can think of nothing more. Uh, we signed a Bronco. That's pretty ugly. Oh, that would do me too. Josh McGuire, I'm still getting over that one. Jordan Carhu, thankfully back at the Broncos. But no, all good. I think we've uh, tailed up our last of the isolation preview. So we've uh, managed to get through quite a few teams, surprisingly. So we've uh, cobbled together a few... Uh, late night Sunday podcasts and that sort of thing. So I think we've managed at least 10 or 11 of them. Uh, lucky last for the Newcastle Knights. Yes, so that's it. Leave I'm your sure best to last. That's fine. I'm sure you've been busying yourself with the 01 grand final, the 97 grand the final. The 97, it's, on, just... it's been on a bit on a Fox Sports. So, yeah, I've caught that once Jesus or twice. Jesus Christ. Brilliant. No, thanks, Matty Johns. Nothing better than watching a Knights premiership and nothing better still than it coming against... The, the seagulls that was brilliant 
Nice. But yeah, they did. That was one of their, uh, they'll redo the audio with that one. I think Vossi was on there, Brandy. Um, no, it was a very good watch. So. And for all those people that have been really invested in this, uh, in the Jordan Last Dance documentary that's going on, I put a little bit of uh, two and two together. The Knights, like Jordan, have never lost the big dance once they got to it. There's not, not a lot of teams just, that can say that. Yeah. They just struggle to get there. They don't there, often get there, but they're two for two once they made it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm one from two in terms of grand finals. I've seen the Cowboys play out. And, you know, the less they say about the Storm 2017, the better. But it, uh, no, nonetheless, Give it a couple of years, there'll be asterisks against that one too, I'm sure. Oh, I'd hope so. And I hope, like us, they give the, pa- the Parramatta Eels the title as well, just so their fans stop crapping on about how long it's been. But, uh, yeah, nonetheless, uh, we're done, Lakey. I think that's it. We finally got through the last of the isopods. We've got real-life football to talk about next week. It's been such a weird time. We've done everything we can to entertain ourselves and you guys. So hopefully you have all enjoyed it. Uh, I've had too many drinks. Um <laughs> but we get back in, we get back into the real stuff this week. So what what sort of articles and what's coming up in the week that people can start to look forward to? I'm shocked you didn't get full credit to the boys there. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Use boys have been uh through sh- thick and thin. Yeah. Coach had us no, stick to a game a- plan over the corona break and if we keep running up the oh, middle okay. we'll see results. Lay a good platform. Well, obviously, we'll have your captain's article. So that normally drops, was it Wednesday? Usually Thursday mornings. Yeah, so I'll get that in Thursday morning. I've had been having a look at it again. Excited to be back. You, you're already doing your research before Teamless Tuesday. Yeah, mate. Starting to get some of the stats together so I can have everything ready go time. As I said, it's been far too long. It's... We had such a long off season, and then we've had to do it all over again. It's just awful. Um, so I'd imagine, well, Michael Morgan would have been front and center for your captain's article. Uh, yeah, I do have a solid injury. avoid session that I there with <laughs> some guys in. Now we'll have everything. We'll have uh, the buy sell holds with Millgate. That's going to be a big one. The late mayor with Stalzy. Oh, mate, he's got a lot of work to do. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people uh, watching that one. Not only that, but we'll have you and I and Benny G back on Tuesday to do the Teamless Tuesday pod, the normal SC report back on board. And then Wenon is planning on doing his own little uh, trade talk. So I reckon this... Genuine state bet, I reckon this will last about one episode. Mm. But he's uh, planning to come through on Wednesday with a very, very special guest and a guy that we've heard for years on this podcast, if that gives you away any hints. But, Throwback. Uh, you and I will be Tuesday. He will be Wednesday with his special guest. So I'm calling it it'll last a week and then he'll continue to be hungover or just lazy. See, now that you've said it, it, he's so stubborn that he'll just keep doing it out of spite. Uh, like a Michael Jordan getting told he's uh, not good enough to bounce the ball. I don't know basketball. Yeah, no, you tried. Like- you tried and failed miserably. <laughs> so, good for you. Uh, all good. But, yeah, plenty of stuff to come out on the site and the podcast this week. But uh, before we go, I'm sure you've heard, if you've listened to any of these other isolation podcasts, that we've let the guest 
yeah, here we go. Send yeah, out the go. podcast in their own <laughs> little way. And yours, Lakey, was one of the hardest that I've had to come up with so far. So semi, like, Lakey, there's not many songs that are uh, got that in their title. Dan, Daniel, Elton John, not really. So the one I was thinking of... What have you done here? Am I good, bad, and ugly? Is this preempting what I was going to say? <laughs> I didn't even mean to press that one. Just a slip of the finger. Uh, the one I was thinking of, the name I'm assuming you are called after your your NRL SC Talk name is Semisonic, right? Correct. And I'm assuming that's the band that had that one song. Correct. Closing time. And it was called? Closing time. There you go. So if you wouldn't mind, would you play us out aptly with the uh, closing time? song oh jesus i'm gonna have to go back to remembering what the lyrics are now it's been a while oh you're not that old champion closing Closing time time. one last call for alcohol so send me your whiskey and beer (laughs) Uh, and i i can't remember now (laughs) closing time um yeah i can't remember one last call for alcohol one last call for alcohol so finish your whiskey or beer. There you go. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go home, but oh, you can't uh, stay here. Sorry, guys. It's been a while. I say it's been a while. It was the closing <laughs> song to my wedding, which is where I got the idea from. But yeah, say it's been a long time. I think you've kicking people out of your wedding. You've absolutely missed a prime opportunity here. I don't know if you're a fan of unwritten law at all. You may be a little bit young, no, but they no. had basically a power love ballad called Kalen. So next time. Mate, uh, more than welcome. Please. No, that's fine. Kaylin. So you missed it. So next time, next time. I'll, <laughs> I I'll should le- have looked up Kalen. <laughs> I'll even give you that bow for next time. But, but of course you knew what it was. Absolutely. Nonetheless, yeah. closing time. Here we are. Thanks, Lakey. Appreciate it, mate. No, we'll right, see you on Tuesday. Catches. 